We came for salvation. We came for family. We came for all that's good. That's how we'll walk away. Aloha, and welcome we to the Layman's Lounge podcast, a ministry of the laymanslounge.com, where we exist to bring everyday theology for everyday life. So that doesn't mean like weak theology. It could be of the deepest sort, but um, as it pertains to everyday life, and it all should. Um, today, we are having part two with Dr. Gene Veith, and so we're super excited to have him back. Um, the first uh, interview with him was called The Lutheran Option, and I really liked how I subtitled this, The Joyous Implications of a Proper View of Self and a High View of Christ. So I really would recommend that you go and listen to that because it was um, edifying. Um, And then just by way, quick reminder, he is the author of the like the modern classic, The Spirituality of the Cross, The Way of the First Evangelicals. And that's um, Concordia Publishing House. And they just released the third edition not too long ago. And it's like um, it's like drinking living water. So it's real. It's really good. So please get in there. So Dr. Veith, um, what sort of um, do you have a record player like vinyl records or do you just do like your phone? <laughs> no, it's hard for me to listen to music on my phone or even my computer. Yeah, we've got I, I finally moved up in the technology to CDs. But that's about as far as I've got. Uh, yeah, I, I came of age of the vinyl uh, records, which not just the records, but they have that big album cover. You can have all of this really uh, interesting work of art to go along with the music. And I remember mm-hmm. always hours contemplating my my albums, just the way they looked as well as how they sound. And you can't really do that anymore, it seems like. No, I'm with you. I love sometimes I, I nerd out and I will frame, you know, a vinyl record. So I think on September 11th or 12th, we just um, was like the anniversary that we lost Johnny Cash. And then we also oh. just lost. Um, oh, man, what is his name? About two weeks ago. Oh. We lost John Prine from. COVID. Oh, yeah, we lost John Prine a few months ago. Hey. I'm trying to remember this other guy. The other fellow, the other fellow is um, there's this this band called the Avid Brothers, and they cover him a lot. Anyways, I forgot who it was, but um, here's my question for you on country music: What album, or do you just bounce around from songs? But is there one specific album mm-hmm. that you're like, man, almost every song on there is good? Um, well, I would say Hank Williams' Greatest Hits that would be a good place to start mm-hmm. uh, because that really trains the ear to the, not just the music, but the emotion and the inner depths and the introspection of country music at its best. Mm-hmm. Not only here on music radio usually, but that would be a good one. And of course, Johnny Cash, just about anything he did, Folsom Prison, uh, his live record of Folsom Prison was uh, had a big impact on my uh, taste i've got to say um and let's see patsy klein mm-hmm. if you want to get a more sophisticated sound you'll, you'll find no better vocalist than her um but, i mean i grew up you know with all kinds of music i'm the the beatle generation and the whole era of the, of the late 60s early mm-hmm. 70s Mm-hmm. Uh, was part of me and my, my parents listened to country music. I grew up in Oklahoma where I am now. Mm-hmm. And of course I looked down my nose at it at the time, mm-hmm. but then I became an adult. They say you have to be old enough to have suffered a while to really get country music. <laughs> and and years, uh, a colleague of mine, Shakespeare scholar turned me on to Hank Williams. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning. And from there, uh, I found a whole complex uh, kind of musical tradition with lots of different strains and mm-hmm. uh, alleyways you can you can follow. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah. You know, there's, have you ever heard of that guy named Brother Claude Eli? Mm, I think, I mean, I know you've heard, he, I think he was like a pastor, but he also sort of, you know, maybe in the 50s or 60s. And um, I'm trying to remember, but Johnny Cash ended up like covering one of his songs. It was like, Maybe it was mm-hmm. like God's not God's going to cut you down because I think he wrote that. But oh, ain't no grave. Ain't no grave going to hold me down. I'm pretty sure is a brother. Claude Eli song. That's one that gets me going. And then there's this kind of folky guy named Jimmy Driftwood. And he wrote like uh-huh. the Battle of New Orleans, which Johnny. Horton oh, yeah. Covering. Oh, yeah. But Jimmy Driftwood is so awesome. He sings like sea shanties or chanties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so much of country music as I, I, I wrote a little book on this a uh, long time ago, um, subtitled uh, The Story of Sin and Salvation in Country mm-hmm. Music. And so much of it, that's the theme. And, and you see this in, in Hank Williams, who, who sings about um, sin, mm-hmm. but, but not just doing his guilt, his struggles, his heartbreak. But then he's also the author of, he was a drug addict and an mm-hmm. alcoholic. And, uh, but he's also the one who wrote, uh, I Saw the Light. Yeah. And he's these incredible gospel songs and that tension there. But it's not really a tension. I, I think it's kind of capturing the polarity of the, the human condition in many ways, but not shutting God out of it like yeah. so many so much of our modern music does. And you see that in Johnny Cash, yeah. a powerful Christian. You see that in um, 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 oh, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Sunday morning coming down. Uh, oh, Chris Christopherson? Chris Christopherson. Uh, who, actually, he's a Lutheran. No and, way. <laughs> Yeah, in, in his songs, I mean, he, he's, you know, wild guy in many ways. And um, um, but I love the song um, where he sings about uh, why me, Lord? Mm. What have I ever done to deserve even the least of your mm. gifts to me? Mm. And it's so soulful and it's so um, profound. It's very Lutheran, uh, if you will, mm. meaning it's it's Christian in a in a in a in a very important way. Yeah. Um, but it's very different from say uh, Tom T. Hall. He died lately. Great, That's great songwriter. Tom T. Hall. Yeah. He was good. He has some wonderful songs, but the one that I He's the one that has a song about about me and Jesus, mm. um, you know, and it's very pious in a in in its own way, but problematic. You know, me and Jesus, mm. we got it all worked out. I don't need no fancy preaching. Mm-hmm. I don't need me and Jesus, mm-hmm. and and that uh, he he specifically shuts the church out of it. Right, other people, other Christian. It's just me and Jesus, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's so different in spirit from what you hear in um, Chris Christopherson mm. or uh, I'll tell you another Lutheran uh, uh, songwriter and performer, uh, Lyle Lovett. No way. <laughs> yes. Again, a kind of a wild man persona, but he's a very devout, he's church going uh, when he's on the road, he'll always go to the nearest Lutheran church. And uh, I talked to a pastor who said that he showed up at his congregation once uh, with his band and explained to the band uh, our practice of closed communion. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, But again, there's a, there's a freedom, I think that we have in, in, in the gospel and everything that lets us, do all kinds of things, all kinds of kind of unexpected stuff. Um, and, um, but again, it always, it brings us back into the, into, uh, um, 
into Christ and, 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 and into coming coming back to him and receiving him every every Sunday. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I have a friend who's a pastor in Nashville, and he talks about uh, – um, I, I shouldn't say he, he doesn't want to, he don't want to make a, you know, he doesn't want to get his, his church or violate the privacy of his people. But a lot of country artists uh, go to that church mm. and uh, that's really, uh, really significant. Mm. What do we do? Dr. Veith would like, you know, maybe we're not supposed to wonder it, but we all do. We wonder about the guy who is a Christian like he says, he's a Christian, like, and really with, I'm thinking someone like, like indeed Johnny Cash is a great example. It's like, you could tell he was very concerned with the things of God. I just saw a few days ago, a, a notepad of his that he wrote late in his life. And it was like, it was a little index. He said suffering and he wrote some passages mm -hmm. under it. And then it was just his own notes in his own archives and a letter that he wrote to June, you know, just like, the whole thing was framed, you know, in, in sort of pious language, but it seemed like a real overflow. But we've got this guy, you know, he's singing about cocaine and he's just and he's a kind of a wild man. What? It doesn't even have to be Johnny Cash. That could be like the person who goes to church with us. How, how do you are we are we are we supposed to consider them? And even but I mean, we can't help but wonder how, where do they stand? Yeah, I know. Uh, but this is an, an, an issue with all Christians. Again, talking about country music, the uh, uh, when I researched my my uh, uh, that book, I heard a lot about um, um, you know. I don't want to talk about Baptists, but th th this was the context of them uh, uh, and the difference between your know, Friday night or Saturday night and Sunday morning, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Saturday night was a time for partying and going wild. And, uh, but then Sunday morning was a time for repentance. And yeah, now you, you would hope and want that repentance to you know, carry over. So it's not just a vicious circle every single time. But I mean, in a way, that's the story of, of all of us. Mm. Um, we, 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 we sin and, and, May not in the, such destructive ways as some of those folks, but we, but we do sin, uh, even in our piety, we sin, and, and that's certainly an issue in the church. And in every church, show me uh, Christians struggle with this, not in the overt things they do, the things that's going on inside them, and and we have to keep coming back. I mean, th that's that's a criticism about you know, Saturday night and then coming to church and repenting on Sunday. But th there's something yes. real about that. Yeah. Because that's, that's why we have to keep coming to church every, every Sunday. I mean, for our faith to, to build up. And mm. I think a lot of Christians look at the gospel um, as something for their conversion when they mm. first became Christians. And that's great to, to hold on to that and celebrate and remember it. And But I, I've heard some say this, that, that, well, yeah, Christ died for our sins. Yeah, that's, that's about conversion. But now that we're Christians, now it's all about mm -hmm. living a righteous life. And mm -hmm. uh, I've even heard a preacher say, uh, use that scripture about, uh, uh, you know, I, I fed you milk, but then we need mm -hmm. to move on to the strong meat. Mm -hmm. So we'll see, that was the milk, but the meat, that's principles for successful Christian living and, and all the rest mm -hmm. of the stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things I learned from the Lutheran Church, but it's a truth for all Christians and all evangelicals again my book is so the way the first evangelicals and i hope my book is helpful for not just lutherans or people who are closet lutherans or mm -hmm. but this is part of the heritage of all evangelicals and there's much uh the lutherans emphasize that i think others can can draw on mm -hmm. the, of the gospel is 
for the whole Christian life. And, and, and that pattern of, of repenting for our sins and, and, and turning to Christ, receiving him, receiving his forgiveness, that, that, that's something that, that keeps going. It's not just for conversion. And in the, the Lutheran worship, that's very structured into it. I mean, every Lutheran service, it begins with a time of, of, of confession. Mm. Confessing our sins and our, our catechism says, what should you confess? And so we'll consider your station in life. Consider your job. Consider your family. Mm. Have you harmed anyone in your family? Have you uh, been honest at your at your work? You know, just the ordinary things of life. Yeah, yeah. You confess those. And then we receive Christ's forgiveness. Mm. We're, we're, we're the, uh, the gospel's proclaimed to us, the forgiveness that we have in, in, in Christ. And the idea is that we, in church, our faith is built up. We hear God's word. We, 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 we learn more about what Christ has done for us. And then at the end of the service, we're sent back. We're sent back into our vocations, mm. sent back into the world. And, and I mean, what, what, what happens, I mean, in, in, the, in, a, in a, the healthy spiritual uh, life is we go back and because our faith is built, built up, the, the fruit of our faith then, namely love for God and love for our neighbor, we're equipped to do better, to, to treat other people better in our vocations, and we grow in our in our in our in our love because of our faith. Our faith bears fruit in, in love, and so you know there's 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 progress, or there can be. But then you go on, and then you next Sunday you realize, oh man, you go back to confession. I did blow it again, didn't I? Yeah, always. And I, and I snapped at my wife and ignored her and didn't treat her like I should. Mm-hmm. Um, you can press that. You're forgiven for it. Sent, and then build your face. Sent back. And with some people, it's you know two steps forward. Yeah. One step back. Sometimes it's two steps forward, two steps back. But that's yep. kind of the pattern and the rhythm of the Christian life, but has to do with realizing our our our, our sin, and and the fact we carry around a body of death. I think I read a Luther quote where he said something like, "I'm sick of lying, and I'm no longer going to say, God, I promise not to sin." I was like, "That's the best." I realize I've done that so much. But two quick things: one. That book Dr. Veith is talking about that he wrote is called Honky Tonk Gospel, the story of sin and salvation in country music. And it came out in 2001, I think on Baker. Um, we'll link some of that music. But what, what you bring up is a good, like what we're talking about is I feel like a lot of, it's like a big question, but can one remain, can a Christian, maybe Johnny Cash or me or my neighbor or you or my wife, or can you remain a I don't know what the language is, a baby Christian for your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Or another thing, does does Luther or the Bible speak to any sort of the victorious Christian life where you're slowly getting a little bit better and better and better? I, surely in the evangelical world, you we're, we're assumed to be slowly getting better and better and better. Um, is that is that the case? Well, in in as, as, as Lutherans speak about this, there's three uses of the law. One use of the law is just to restrain us sinful people from tearing each other apart. This is the external obedience, and 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 we need that. That's what makes society possible. That's what makes that's what makes it so that sometimes we're embarrassed to do certain sins that maybe we really want to do, but we'd be so embarrassed to do them that we don't. 
and again, that's not much credit to us since it's on the inside. That's where the real destructive part of the sin comes. But that's important because we, we're, we're held back. We're restrained by the law. Okay, that's important. Um, the second use of the law is to convict us of sin. And we hear God's word and we, re and we realize what we've done. We need, we need that in order to create repentance and then in order to cling to the gospel. But then there's a third use of the law, which is, uh, is, is a guideline for Christians to follow. And, and as Christians, we, we do and should and must hold that up and, and, and strive towards it and fulfill it uh, to every part of our ability. But, but we always need all three uses. Mm. I mean, even Christians still are going to need, and the law comes to us in different ways. I mean, well, you hear it, and then maybe it's a guideline for, oh, okay, that's what God wants. That's what I'm going to do to please God. Mm. And that's that's ideal. Um, sometimes we hear it, though, we realize that we have failed to do that. Mm. And that's where it pricks our conscience and makes us turn turn back to the gospel. And, 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 um, and so, yes, but it, it's not, always a steady progress mm. it's it, it, it's a struggle mm. it's a, and that's how the bible describes it it's a struggle between our our sinful flesh mm. and our spiritual uh, nature the indwelling holy spirit the indwelling christ mm. uh our 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 our, our, our spiritual part redeemed by christ, and our sinful they're they're in conflict you're mm -hmm. in conflict, and and you want the the spiritual one to win out, and it, and it does yeah. a lot of times, but sometimes the other one wins out, yeah. and, and that struggle isn't ended until death, because at death, our flesh that's what dies and is buried mm -hmm. and rots away, and and our spirit, our redeemed spirit is with God in Christ and, and you don't need purgatory or you know, anything that our, our, our physical death marks the victory of our, of this spiritual struggle mm -hmm. for Christians. And, uh, and we're received in heaven for, for Christ's sake, um, clothed in his righteousness, not our own in mm -hmm. his, and, and we can be confident in that. But, I mean, you look at people, we, People are complicated. You look at Johnny Cash. Uh, I do see a lot of growth in Johnny Cash in his life and his career. Yeah, yeah he was he was hooked on uh, amphetamines for a big part of life. Almost ruined his marriage, ruined his career, ruined his life. He fought that, and he 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 beat it. Hmm. And um, I remember. Uh, reading about uh, uh, one of his last albums where he was uh, it was produced by oh, who was it? Rick Rubin. The, the guy. Yeah, Rick Rubin. And um, they were having a meal. Rick Rubin was at, at Johnny Cash's house and, and, and they uh, I don't know, somehow talked about drugs and uh, and Johnny Cash kind of, you know, laid his message about that uh, you sh uh, shouldn't do drugs. Uh, and then he said, but they sure do feel good, though. <laughs> he, he knew that from his experience, and he still felt yeah. the attraction. Absolutely. But he came to the point of living and suffering and crashing and burning. Wow. Those are all parts of life. And ironically, those are parts of life somehow that – where we really do grow spiritually. Yeah. And uh, he came through that. And, yeah. and, and he, I think uh, the, the, the late Johnny Cash was a true, was a true saint of God. And um, you see that in his, uh, in, in his songs, you see that yeah. in his words, still very tough minded, still uh, 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 very, forceful but very honest and i guess that's what i miss sometimes in a lot yeah. of christian 
don't get that sense of, of honesty. And, and a quote from Luther, I'm tired of lying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be, uh, would be to, to our advantage if we had that kind of honesty with ourselves, with God, and with other, with other people. Dr. Veith, I'll tell you, that's when I, the the place I'm most encouraged by Lutherans is almost, even though Cash wasn't a Lutheran, how, like, for example, he acknowledged, oh yeah, drugs feel good. Like, that's, I mean, that's true. They feel, for him, they felt good. And so I love mm-hmm. that acknowledgement. And then I love with, a lot of times with Lutheran, because usually, you know, non-Lutheran church, a lot of your pastor is like, whoa, the pastor kind of, the pastor doesn't walk, he floats, you know? It's like, but we know, we know how he really is. But if he could just tell us, he's like, hey, where's my sinners at? I'm here with you, you know, and that's the whole thing of saint and sinner. Um, So a question, but first I want to say this. You referenced Patsy Cline as a good voice, but I'm convinced that Loretta Lynn has, oh oh my God, I cannot, oh my. She's one of the few living legends who's still living. She is still doing it. She, that's I, right she's she still seen, doing so, it yeah so i live yeah. here in hawaii as you know and there's a place on this beach. there's a amazing beach by me and there's this old house like an octagon looking house at right on the beach it's been abandoned it looks like it's been there for 30 years they tell me that's loretta lynn's old house and wow. i'm like wow so anyways <laughs> i walk by there and i'm like coal miner's daughter coming all out yeah. of the blood. anyways so you said like in, in the book spirituality of the cross you said something and it's like what we're talking about you said this quote those who worry about god's love for them and question their salvation and their participate participation in christ should not look inward where they'll probably find even more reasons to doubt their salvation. So that, that quote again, those who worry about God's love for them and question their salvation and their participation in Christ should not look inward where they will probably find even more reasons to doubt their salvation. And that's so true. But, and that is like the Lutheran thing. That's so many people are drawn to that, like quit fruit checking, quit navel gazing. But that what people will often just take me to first, uh, first John, it's just like, I don't know. Am I supposed to be encouraged in first John or not? It's like, and here's how, you know, you have salvation. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not loving my brother. I am not abiding in Christ. So what, no, how do I, how do I not navel gaze? Like really when I read first John, well, first John, that that's the law doing its work on you, bringing you back. The law comes to you from outside, and and it makes you it stirs something in you that uh, you know, I really I don't love my brother very much, do I? And that's important in bringing you back to the objective cross. But um, I, I got to interject here. Here's what happens. Law, here's what happens. But then it doesn't it say like that's that's proof that you actually are not in Christ. It's not like here's the law and let me give you the gospel. But it sounds like he's saying law and then and but you say you're a Christian, but you're not because you're not. Um, Because, you know, it, it says we have stopped sinning. It says we have we practice righteousness. But for me, I have not stopped sinning. And I rare I sometimes practice righteousness. Well. Again, when you read that, that tells you, I need to, I need the gospel. I was converted when I was 12 years old. I need to, to start over. Mm. And, and, and that's, in a way, we're always starting over like in, in a sense. Um, and we, we, we need to hear that. Then the problem with navel gazing is, you, you you look at yourself inwardly and you part of that involves shutting out other people. And so many of the, so much of the piety of, that a lot of Christians have, it's so inner inward. Yeah. And it's about, you know, how I feel about God and am I praying and I'm reading the Bible and uh, Luther's ethic is always neighbor centered. 
Mm. What are you doing for your neighbor? In mm. that passage of Joe, that's that's very powerful, and that does convict us. <clears throat> but it gets us where we need to be. I mean, even if our <clears throat> in our eth- ethics and our, our righteousness, we need to look outside ourselves. Uh, but to to talk about where you look for assurance of, of salvation and 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 God's love, you you have to look to the to the cross. You have to look at what happens on the cross, where Jesus bore our sins, our shame, our guilt, and our sorrows. It's that's from. Uh, Isaiah, uh, the suffering servant, you know, surely he has carried our griefs. Wow. And, and and that's part of it. And we often don't hear about that much. No. You know, our, that somehow God, and this is a more amazing miracle than the creation of the universe. Mm. Somehow he takes our sins and our sorrows, you know, the problem of evil. All the bad things have happened in the world. The problem of um, pain, all the suffering, and somehow he took those, he took that into himself on the cross in his incarnate son. And he atoned for that and he died from that and he redeemed life and then he rose from the dead which gives us a a hope well to know that your sins your failure to love your brother as it says we we have to do in 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 first chapter in 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 john one in in first john that was on the cross Hmm. you know johnny cash's amphetamine addiction that's, Jesus took that in himself on the cross, mm-hmm. you know, a, a Christian secret pornography habit. Mm-hmm. Jesus took that on the cross. Yeah. And, and it's all there. And it's an objective thing. Now, we still feel our yeah. guilt and failure, and that's appropriate that we do. Yeah. Again, that's the work of the law. But but to know where where is your sin? And, and then... To understand that it's on Christ, but to understand then the promises that Christ gives us in Scripture, um, and the assurance that we can have, even with our our our, our sins and our struggles, I mean that's precious. But uh, but it doesn't just come from looking inside yourself. If, if you just did that, keep seeing how you're doing, you're not looking. Christ, you're probably not even repenting very well because you're not looking at your neighbor um, and and you're certainly not able to find a solution for it Mm -hmm. because all you can do is, well, I'll try harder. I'll get up earlier and read my Bible more. I'll go to even church services. And again, good things, do those, but it doesn't necessarily get at what, what needs to be addressed. Yeah. That's right. So can you speak to the Lutheran practice of confession and absolution and, and like what that looks like in, in a, you know, a divine service and um, what sort of comfort or, and, you know, a lot of people hear this thing, well, that sounds very Catholic. Can you address that reality? Well, yeah, Lutherans seem very, very Catholic, which is so ironic because just about everything Lutheran theology is, our polemics are addressed against the, the, the Catholic system. Uh, but the Catholics um, there, there are things they did back in the medieval church. It wasn't all corrupt. You know, the yeah. church still survived. And uh, Luther's principle is the things that point to Christ in that tradition 
we keep those. Mm. We don't throw everything out and start all over. The sacraments, well, the Catholics had a confused theology of the sacraments, we think, but baptism, the Lord's Supper, uh, these are established by Christ and, and they point to Christ. They point to the gospel, and you don't throw those out. You don't throw out everything, even yeah. confession. Uh, that's a, a skilled priest in, in ancient times. You, you told your sins to the priest. Priests would guide you as a matter of the cure of souls to repenting of that and then receiving forgiveness. Now, it became all messed up. Um Catholics, um, you know, turn this into something else. You had to do penance for your sins. You had to pay for it. And, and you had to, and even if when you died, you had to go to purgatory to be punished, even for sins that were forgiven. Mm. And again, they sort of lost the whole point. Yeah. But confessing your sins now uh, is very powerful and very biblical. And, and what happens um Okay, you can go to a pastor when you're really struggling, confess your sins to the pastor, and he again will get is trained to give you spiritual care and and help you with that, but, but also then to 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 bring you to for, uh, to forgiveness. Uh, uh, usually in the divine service, we have a general time of of confession. Uh, we don't say all of our sins. Uh, we, we have, uh, we, we have a, uh, an ancient prayer of confession where we confess to God that confess to you that, that, that we're sinful and unclean and we've sinned against you and our thoughts and the words and deeds. And it's really very powerful. And, and it brings to mind the specific things. You don't have to say it, but it yeah. brings them to mind. And then the pastor says, and this is the controversial part. He says, upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my calling, well, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of God, announce the grace of God to each of you. And in the stead of, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, um, you know, people hear that. The pastor can't forgive sins. <laughs> you know, God can forgive sin. Jesus can, but But th this gets us into another important teaching of, of Lutheranism, namely the doctrine of vocation. The doctrine of vocation teaches that God, God, is present in and works through the ordinary offices of life. He, he gives us our daily bread. We pray for in the Lord's Prayer by means of farmers and bakers and, and truck drivers and uh, grocery store stock people and and the the person who cooked your meal this morning. God's in all of that in all of them. And he's given you the daily bread you need to keep you alive. And, and we thank God for it. But the point is he's, he works through human beings doing ordinary things. He brings new life into the world and takes care of it through the vocation of mothers and fathers, husbands and wives. He protects us by means of the... Uh, you know, police and fire, and ambulance people, and, uh, and and he gives his gifts through people. Now, in our understanding of the pastoral office, notice what the pastor says when he forgives our sins, as a called and ordained servant of the word. The word vocation just means calling. The pastor has been called by God. And, and again, that calling works out in a very ordinary way. He's called by the congregation. Uh, at least in the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, we, we, we meet and we call a pastor. And 
by virtue of that call and his ordination, he's been set apart for service to God, Christ works through him. When he presides at the Lord's Supper, we believe that Christ is giving us his body and blood through that sacrament. When he preaches, he's preaching God's word. He's giving us God's word. It's not just his own telling, you know, funny stories. And again, you know, you, you can make that part of a sermon, but it's got to be God's word that you're preaching for it to have any real effect or importance. And God is working th through that, through his word, as he always does. And when we confess our sins, he has the authority to, to grant us Christ's forgiveness. Now, now, this is very biblical, and it's in a passage that almost nobody but Lutherans, as far as I've seen, ever do anything with. When Jesus breathes on his disciples after his resurrection, says, receive the Holy Spirit. Whoever sins you forgive are forgiven. And whoever sins you retain are retained. Straight up. Now, that's word for word. And that's what we base this on. Uh, it may seem weird or it may seem Catholic, but that's in the Bible. And, and I don't know any other way to take that. Yeah. And, and we have the authority to give sins. And by the way, it's not just pastors. Christians can hear confession of other Christians, even lay people, you know, here, here in the, uh, here, here in the layman's uh, yeah. lounge. Uh, I mean, we don't have the call, and so we're not usually in the business of doing that. But when somebody is struggling with you, and I mean, it's some, someone is struggling over something, and they come to you and confess. I've had students do this, and uh, when they were, you know, cheating in an exam, oh, and they felt bad, and they finally come to me, and I talk to them and I maybe tighten the screws a little bit to, you know, they really realize what they've done. And when they're the, the point though, when they're really broken, I announce the grace of God to them. It's awesome. And I bring that commit, uh, that forgiveness of sins, you know, Warm. through me as their teacher. And you, you can, do, fam, uh, you know, parents can do that for their kids mm -hmm. and, husbands to their wives and wives to their husbands. Awesome. And uh, that's very powerful. And again, that's another part of the objectivity of it. Yeah. You can confess your sins to God alone in private. And yeah, you can, he'll, you can find forgiveness in him. Yeah. But it really helps. We're, we're flesh and blood human beings. Mm. We're, we're not just spirits floating around in the atmosphere. We're, we're flesh and blood. And so it helps us. It helps us mentally and spiritually to physically be there and to hear it objectively from somebody that's not us yeah, yeah. to hear that we've been forgiven. Hmm. And it is Christ who's forgiving it, but we're bringing Christ's forgiveness. I mean, you can do that through, through, the, through his word and, and through uh, his, uh, just by bringing his promises hmm. to somebody, hmm. but it, it, it really helps us to feel to, to feel it. And again, you don't have to feel it. You know, you can confess your sins to God. You may still feel guilty. And a lot of times we, we confess over and over and over the same mm -hmm. things, it, but it gives a, a sense of, okay, this is taken care of. Mm -hmm. And and I think we, we need that. And that helps us. Yeah. So good. That is that passage you, you brought up. I've actually thought that, you know, before reading Lutherans, I thought this is actually, I mean, come on, this is a pretty straight up thing. So I, I appreciate that about you guys. Um, as we're winding down here, just last question, I'm going to do like two in one, but first I want to remind the listeners that we're talking with Dr. Gene Veith and the book is the spirituality of the cross, which is just so good. Um, it, at, I mean, it's just, you, you touch so much things and then you just do a small, small bit on vocation, but I mean, we could have had an eight part series interview, just you on vocation. Cause that's like grand slam from you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so my question is, um, earlier you referenced the notion of you're like, the book isn't just for, you know, Lutherans, blah, blah. And then you said closet Lutherans. And so that's funny. I, I kind of almost identify myself with a closet Lutheran. So the first sort of real quick question is, so are there other people sort of like me who really glean so much from the Lutherans? And then the second part of the question, or I'm just asking both the, the final question is, could you share maybe one or two of the like really encouraging paradoxes that um, Lutheranism sort of work with like simultaneously Satan sinner or just two of those, maybe just choose one, two or three of those, if you would. Well, yeah, I, I think everybody who sings songs in church, when the congregation sings, they're influenced by Luther because they really didn't do that. Congregational singing was something the <laughs> brought in. Uh, awesome. If, if past, pastors who are married, that kind of comes from, <laughs> from Luther. Wow. Uh, uh, the centrality of the scripture, the centrality of the, of the gospel, those things came from Luther. Now then there became lots of different other kinds of Protestantism and some thought Luther didn't go far enough or uh, uh, went too far uh, one direction or another. And I understand that. But, but basically um, the, the first evangelicals, the first to be called that were the Lutherans. That's what the Lutherans were. And I don't think the worst thing about Lutheranism is the name. Uh, it's not that we worship Luther, uh, but I love evangelical because that puts the focus on on the gospel, mm -hmm. Christ, the good news. Um, but yeah, so I, I think a lot of people, the different extents, find things in 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 Lutheran spirituality. Mm -hmm. They're very precious and they're very helpful. Um, I mean, the the the, the difficulty is. In, in Lutheranism, it, it ties together and, and the role of the sacraments. That, that's where a lot of people draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but from the inside, the sacraments are what bring it all together and, yeah. and, and makes it a, uh, a real, well, it just ties it all together <laughs> uh, experientially in every other way. And so it's hard to have the sacraments Lutherans practice them and understand them in that in this context, you know, when you're just, you know, on your own. But but still, you know, take what you can and go with. I think that would be helpful. But but for the whole experience, for the whole Lutheran thing, <clears throat> you really need to be probably in a Lutheran church uh, uh, receiving under the care of a Lutheran pastor who, 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 who will help you um, so many ways. Uh, as for paradoxes, well, Luther is very open to paradoxes and Lutheran theology is because scripture is. Yeah. Uh, it's been said that different theology will take parts of scripture and then run with it and have to explain the other parts of it away. Whereas Lutheranism, it affirms every bit of it, takes it very literally, and doesn't worry about reconciling. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Just hold them both. And so among good. those paradoxes, uh, certainly you mentioned that we're both uh, uh, saints and sinner. Sort of, that's kind of what we had been talking about a while ago. Yeah, uh, that's one of the great ones. Uh, um, that we are both free and bound. Uh, mm -hmm. Great work, Luther's work, the freedom of the Christian. Mm. Talks about Christian freedom. Okay, we, we're we're free. We're free before all men, but we are servants to our neighbor. So good. Okay. And, and so that uh, that's a great paradox. Yeah. I mean, the big one I think is the uh, the two natures of Christ. Mm. Christ is fully God and fully human. Now that's a paradox of all Christians. If you're going to be a Christian, you, you have to believe that. That's the incarnation. That's the Christ mm. part of mm -hmm. Christianity. Lutheran do a lot with that, 
and and the incarnation of Christ in his two nature, that's a, a big, big theme in Lutheran theology, and that ties into our, our understanding of the Lord's Supper and, and a lot of other things. Uh, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, even even our sacramental theology that uh, uh, bread and the wine are, are bread and wine, mm-hmm. and they're the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Not one or the other. I mean, even that's a higher view than Catholics have. They believe it's only the body of blood mm-hmm. of Christ, that it's only an illusion, mm-hmm. that it's, but it's this idea of the sacramental union mm-hmm. is really very, very mind blowing and really uh, uh, amazing when you, uh, you know, get that and, and yeah. experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and the paradoxes uh, of, the law and the gospel. Yeah. You know, we talked about that. Um, uh, the paradoxes of um, two kinds of righteousness is glorious. Righteousness. Yes. Active passive righteousness. We do believe that, that you're saved by works, the works of Christ. <laughs> we do believe that you have to be righteous. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Surprise. And, and so the key is being one with him mm-hmm. by faith. And then we have his goodness, his righteousness that we can count on mm-hmm. before God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of things like that. Well, thank you so much. This has been talking with Dr. Gene V, Spirituality of the Cross, classic um, um, from Concordia Publishing. Pick that up. We'll link some of these. Uh, we'll link the books in the show notes, all those books. Some good music from Patsy Klein and Loretta Lynn, and Brother Claude, Eli, Johnny Cash. Thank you very much for your time again. I appreciate it. Okay, my pleasure. We came for salvation. We came for family. We came for all that's good. That's how we'll walk away. We came to break the bad, we came to cheer the sad, we came to leave.